Brooks. Zurgle. Can you hear me right now? I can. Can you hear me right now? I can hear you. Did you hit record? I did. Did you? Oh, shit. We're recording. What are we doing? Are we recording right now? Oh, we are recording right now. Yeah, we're fucking recording. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, um, welcome to After Hours Investigations, everybody. My name is Matt. I'm uh, Zergle. I'm here. And for our first episode, we're going to be talking about the Michigan Dog Man. Well, it's not just Michigan. It's all over. That's true, because this cryptid beast has been recorded all across the North American continent. And then there's also people, you know, that you know see a trash bag on a on a camera, their their ringed central camera, and they call it, you know, Dogman too. But those we, we're going to ignore those people. Unfortunately, this topic is overlooked for the most part in the scientific world. It has a lot less traction than Bigfoot would have, obviously. So there's a lot less information about dogmen than there would be other cryptids, but we're going to dive into it nonetheless and try to discover what there is to be discovered about this strange, maybe even mythical animal. You're getting awkward. Basically, I know more about this than Brooks, so I'm just going to educate the poor man. I don't know anything about this, so he's our in-house expert. <clears throat> oh yeah let me just clear my throat into my microphone real quick yeah so what do you what where do you want to start what do you want to know? well i want to know what you have to share about dogman everything you know about dogman if i didn't know anything and i know a little bit but if i knew nothing explain it to me from the top it's because of because of dark waters <laughs> <laughs> that's a demon um so basically Dogman, there's there's a lot of different theories and stuff out there about him. Um, everybody wants to argue over like what's right and what's wrong and all this and that, and it's it's kind of weird. But in my opinion, it's the same thing as Bigfoot. Maybe even it is Bigfoot, and people just want it to be more fantastical than a giant monkey in the woods, so they make up extra stuff. I don't know, but the general consensus is that Dogman is most likely not just an animal, like most likely not a an undiscovered species or anything. It, it's got to be something a little more spooky than that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So by spooky, though, I mean like either it's it's a, a, a demonic force, a, a interdimensional, uh, I don't want to say a ghost or anything, but, but something more along the lines of like a, a, a demon demonic spirit that people can see and then when they're seen with bigfoot that's kind of an odd scenario but you get that a lot with people who see bigfoot and also see dogman and there's a lot of instances even of bigfoot and dogman fighting each other which those stories are pretty cool it's kind of like you know celebrity boxing but with with big hairy monsters it's like godzilla it's like godzilla but that I, it's kind of like Godzilla, you know. I want to root for, I want to root for the nice monkey man that isn't gonna, you know, eat my throat out. He might just throw some rocks at me and knock on trees, you know. But I mean, that's where that's where I can that's where I have to start for you. Is there anything there that like piqued your interest at all? Like anything that stands out, or are you just okay with it being a a, a wolf demon in the woods? How long has this been going on for? I think 
if you look into history, Dogman's been going on in North America. The Native Americans had stories about it. Obviously, in Europe, the stories differ a little bit, but they've been having that go on for, I mean, since forever. I mean, you, you go back in time. Not necessarily like the, the, the wolfman, werewolf thing. You know, it's not the same. It's not a man turning into a wolf all the time. But in Europe, they have a little bit of a spin on it that kind of seems to have morphed into that um, through, you know, books and uh, the church and stuff like that. But in the U.S. and North America in general, Dogman probably goes back, I mean, as far back as humans were here, you know. I mean, um, we don't know how far, because Native Americans didn't exactly, a lot of their stories and stuff are oral, they didn't really write it down, but we can just assume that whatever tribes have stories about Dogman, it probably goes back a lot farther than just, you know, the 1700s or the 1600s. Yeah, speaking of which, the first recorded account from the Native Americans about this cryptid was from the 17th century. And I have on Wikipedia here that the Michigan Dogman was first recorded in 1887. So that one is just for Michigan. However, there's more across the, the U.S. with the oral stories from the Native Americans. And it is kind of weird because if you... Uh, most of the sightings, and this is just from me, you know, I don't want to say that this is just like personal experience of me like reading about it and stuff, but it does seem like the more I read into it, the more it happens more in like the southern U.S., like from, you know, southwest, so New Mexico and uh, Arizona through Texas over into, you know, the deep south into, you know, like Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Tennessee and the the sightings seem to kind of like center around that area like Tennessee Kentucky-ish area where that's like where there's the most of them it seems like um and then it it does kind of seem like it loops around into more northern states I mean I think Michigan Dogman Beast of Bray Road or whatever I think it's maybe an outlier in the phenomenon but it just got famous because you know nothing happens in Michigan Gotcha, yeah. And with that being said, I think that there's a lot less scientific evidence that can be traced to Dogman than there could be to Bigfoot, for example. And you mentioned the two creatures going at it in the woods, you know, WWE style, right? Who would you have your money on? And... There, there is some scientific, I guess you could say, scientific evidence for Mr. Bigfoot and a lot less for Dogman. But if this thing is not flesh and bones like you allude to, then what is it? Well, it, that's the thing is a lot of Native Americans, even with Bigfoot, it seems like Native Americans viewed him as more of a spiritual entity of some sort. Um and that is even with Bigfoot seemingly leaving more of a trace of his existence, I guess, like with footprints and this, that, and the other. Um, Dogman, yeah, there's reports of footprints and stuff, but it's a lot harder to trace that back because, I mean, yeah, there could be a really big wolf in the woods. 
there could be a really big dog. You know, there's there's extremely huge breeds of dog that some people, the first time they see a footprint from a, I don't know, a Great Pyrenees, they're like, holy shit, you know, that's the that must have been a dog, you know, the, the biggest dog ever, biggest wolf ever. Um, so I think it's a lot easier to confuse physical evidence of dog man. It, it, this is assuming if he's a spiritual entity of some sort. I think a lot of the evidence for him is probably mistaken identity. Um, and the thing, the reason that I, again, I don't really have a, a pun intended. I don't have a dog in the fight here. I don't really care what he is or isn't. I find him interesting either way. But the thing about it is, is people seem to attribute things to him that would make him more of a spiritual entity, even more than anyone Bigfoot. Um, there's people that believe they've caught him on camera, but in the camera they see other entities with him, or there's reports of, I saw a dog man, and then now my house, you know, there's ghost activity happening in my house. There's even a story of, um, you know, there's multiple stories actually that I've come across um, of people seeing him just kind of manifest in their house. A dog man just manifests in their freaking house. So that would kind of point towards more of an immaterial presence of some sort. Uh, so it's just kind of odd. A lot of the stories, they seem to center more around it being more elusive i guess i don't know how to explain it other than that like it's it's something that shows up when it wants to be seen bigfoot i guess you could say kind of the same thing about him but he seems to be more like a any regular animal that he's just defending his territory or you walk up into him you know like a bear you know you find a bear in the woods and it reacts a certain way it tells you hey you don't need to be here it growls at you it gets up on its hind legs it roars whatever um there's more animalistic things with Bigfoot that kind of makes sense just to our, you know, even me as a layman, you know, just like, oh, yeah, I've seen, I've heard of animals doing that. And then with Dogman, it seems a little less, it uh, more intelligent, I guess. Like, it does things more on purpose when it when it chooses to let people see it or if it messes with people or whatever. Right, and... Going back to what you mentioned about mistaken identity, my geographical location in the U.S. has enabled me to see pretty much every big game animal that lives in the woods in person. I've gone out hunting. I've mm-hmm. I live in the country. I've seen bear. I've seen bobcat. I've seen deer and moose. I've even seen wolves before in real life and from the way that this animal is described, if you can even call it an animal, the way that this thing is described, it's described as being over seven feet tall, blue-eyed, bipedal canine-like animal that has the torso of a man, the head of a wolf, and a howl that sounds like a human screaming. So, can I butt in there just a little bit? Yeah, go for it. So, another thing that comes up with the whole dogman thing is um the eyes like you said like blue eyed or whatever there's a lot of reports of red or yellow eyes or orange uh which obviously very few if any animals in the animal kingdom have that there's no such thing as you know actually seeing something with glowing red eyes even if you you know what eye shine is right yeah of course 
So even with Eyeshine, there are very, very few animals, if any. I'm not really aware of any off the top of my head that if you have Eyeshine that it's red or orange. That's something that I don't, I, I don't know. Somebody could correct me on this. Uh, if we post this and there's some hunter out there that sees this, you know, tell me, hey, maybe maybe I'm wrong. But to my knowledge, um, red, orange eye shine is very, very rare, if existent at all. Like, it may not even be a thing. Interesting, yeah. And going back to the spiritual or interdimensional aspects of this creature, some say that the dog man actually only appears, like you said, when it wants to be seen. And True. more specifically, some claim that the dog man only appears in cycles that falls on years ending in seven. I haven't heard that, but that kind of in a way makes sense is because it does seem like like dog man there's sort of like a almost migration sort of thing that people talk about is like it'll be in one area in the winter and then a lot more sightings will happen in a different area in the spring and stuff like that. No, that might it'll, it, that might only be applicable to the Michigan Dogman because right now what I'm what I have pulled up on my screen is just the general Wikipedia about the Michigan Dogman, not the well, but, North American, you know, southern variety. I guess you could say. Well. But that's the thing is the southern variety, even it, it isn't necessarily even just a southern thing. It goes up into Colorado and stuff. But a lot of people, if you put all the side, there's a there's a map and we should link that if we can find it. We should put that in the uh, in the what do you call it? The show notes, I guess. Yeah, I can, I can link Make it. it to where people can see it. The description or it, the we'll about page. There. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that because there is a map that somebody, they mapped out every sighting since, I don't know, like the 50s or something. And it really does look like there's like a pattern and he put like the uh, the season that it happened in or like at least just like the month. And it really does look like there's a pattern of like them being in, in the winter, they're deeper south. And then in the, the, in the summer and spring and stuff, they're um, further north. Right, so they might they might know. migrate with the season or depending on the year, right? Yes. So I could I could allude to some of the stories in case people have never heard of heard of Dogman before. And the the reason why some people say it appears in the years that end in seven is because the first sighting of Dogman that was written down, specifically in Michigan, was in eighteen eighty seven, Wexford County. And apparently some wolves or dogs attacked a couple of lumberjacks. And the lumberjacks apparently saw that one of these wolf or dog creatures walked on two legs. Then, 1937, we're still in Michigan by the way, an individual was attacked by five wolf dogs. You couldn't describe if it was a wolf or a dog. And again, said that one of the five walked on two legs. More instances of this happening arose in the 50s. And with the height of the attacks being in 1967. So the year seven is a pretty hot one. When discussing the dog, man, whether or not that is just for Michigan is up for debate. Well, have you ever heard of uh, the Rougarou? Never. It's basically the same thing, but it's Louisiana's version. 
Um, and I, it's very hard to track dates on the Rougarou because that's another one that goes back, I mean, as far as you can, as far as we have history, you know, for the U.S., Native Americans probably went back a little bit further, or it might be something that Europeans brought over, but it starts in that kind of gray area of the late 16 to 1700s. Um, with Native Americans and Europeans being like, hey, there's a there's something out here walking on two legs and it looks like a wolf. Um, and the, it, nobody really knows who brought the myth over, if it existed when, you, when people got, when settlers got there, or if it was something that we attribute to Native Americans, but we just kind of meshed, you know, two myths together and the wolf hybrid version is what you know, took over. And that's a great point to bring up too, because when the when European settlers came over in the seventeenth century, almost immediately did we start sharing oral stories and traditions back and forth. And obviously the European version of Dogman is werewolf, the Native Americans who had been secluded pretty much for the rest of history had similar animals and encounters somehow without having any prior knowledge of the European version werewolf. So, well, the problem there is is that we we really don't know per se because there's a lot of tribes that don't exist anymore. There's a lot of tribes who um had myths and legends that have been, you know, misinterpreted or have kind of been lost to history just because I, you know, that's the way the world is. That's, I mean, you know, if you even if you look at European history, vampires didn't start out like, you know, Dracula. Werewolves didn't start out like the Wolfman. Zombies and the like, undead creatures generally had a very, very different uh, start when late earlier on in history than what we have now. True, but there is um, still something to recognize that both cultures had their own version of the same animal without prior knowledge of the other. Sure, and it would kind of fit... If you look at a lot of Native American myths and stuff and legends stuff, there's... Obviously, a lot of it does center around animals, and it's a lot of animals that have human attributes that may have the body of a human, the head of a human, or what have you, especially the further south you go, for some reason, animals take on more of a, a human-esque appearance with you know animal attributes versus... You know, up north you had the Wendigo, which is a human that ate people and went crazy, and now it's ghost and all this and that. Um, which will be so for an episode later on. Stay tuned. Well, yeah, we should definitely talk about that. I mean, everybody else has. Why don't we? We'll make it funnier. Maybe. I don't know. We're nervous right now. This is our first episode. Don't be shy, Brooke. Say something. Can't get awkward now. I was going to let you continue. Oh, anyway. But like I was saying, is like you're saying, like I'm saying, it, it makes sense that there would be a a werewolf-like creature in Native American mythology and European mythology. I mean, all over the world, you kind of have at least some sort of something close to that. Yeah. And there's been sightings as recent as a year ago, if not even more recent. And they would, I don't know if you saw what I sent you earlier before the podcast episode, there was a sighting in Amarillo, Texas around 11, 12 months ago where a security camera caught this two-legged creature 
on its hind legs walking around within the inside of a barbed wire fence. And yeah, I'm going to hate to break it to you there, but I'm pretty sure that one ended up being some sort of hoax. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I kind of looked into it a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that it ended up being a prank or something. Well, that's the, that's the issue with this is that a lot of these sightings can be attributed to hoaxer, you know, hoax pranksters. There's a lot of bull crap you have to sift through in order to find quote unquote genuine stories or genuine encounters. So it's it's I mean, it's great that we brought it up because who knows if it's even a real thing at all with all the hoax and amount of dirt that they've put onto the topic that you have to sift through. That that's the thing is with a lot of stories, it doesn't even matter, ghost stories, aliens, whatever, I just kind of assume that it's gonna be like there's a good 80% chance that somebody just made this up, and that's not even cl- including people that saw something and confused it with something else. I just assume most of it's bullshit, and then I assume a vast majority of what's left is um, probably somebody, like I said earlier, somebody finding dog tracks in the woods, but they've never seen a dog that big before, so they're just like, whoa, whoa, bro, this thing probably walked on two legs, bro. Yeah, and if, if you have that not... Type of guy. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if you get people from the city who has not gone out in the woods before, I'm talking like the real woods. I'm talking deep woods where there's no roads, there's no houses. It's still pretty preserved. I mean, it's just pure nature. And if you have people who have not done that before and they see tracks like what you just mentioned, they're going to get all creeped out. They're going to let their imagination run wild, right? And... If you haven't seen a wolf in real life, they're freaking massive. They're huge. That's, yeah. That's a thing, too, is I don't think a lot of people understand exactly how big, uh, like, a big male wolf is. Or even, like, seeing bear tracks for the first time. Or even, uh, what are other animals? Uh, Havelina and a big wild pig tracks are hella confusing because there's usually more than one of them walking around, so it'll look like these crazy, weird track marks everywhere, and it'll still kind of look like maybe it was one animal, but it's not, um, where they kind of, like, step into each other's footprints. When I lived, uh, I lived down, way down south, where we had a lot of wild pigs, and that was something that, like, I saw pretty often, is you just see, there would be a herd of them, and they would all kind of follow each other, and it would look like, it would just look crazy. You could tell it was some sort of animal tracks, and if you really didn't know what you were looking at, you'd think it was just, like, maybe, like, a giant, like, I don't know, centipede monster went through there. Yeah, I mean, misident- misidentification is a huge issue when we're talking about all these cryptid creatures, especially with Bigfoot, for example, you know. Bears walk on hind legs. I don't want to get too off topic, you know, but bipedal creatures I mean, do exist in the, in the natural like- world. I like to assume I like to assume that people aren't so stupid that they would think there was a monkey creature and then see a big clawed footprint that looks kind of like a dog track and assume it was Bigfoot, but, you know, people are dumb. So. Well, that's the issue, yeah. I mean, you have people who claim to see one thing. In reality, they saw something different, and then their, their bogus story picks up traction, and people run with it, and then we have what we have today is just hearsay accounts. Like that story I sent you, apparently. Hearsay, right? That's the thing. 
And that's the thing, too, is I don't really think a lot of reports that end up being false are people who were being malicious. I don't think they were really trying to, like, start up this crazy story and get famous or whatever. I think it really is just people realizing, oh, I'm an idiot. And then either they're embarrassed and you never hear about it again, or they come out and say, hey, I was an idiot. Which I've seen a lot of that um, before where people put post pictures on forums I go to or whatever and be like, I found these, I found these Bigfoot tracks. And then it turns out, no, uh, my brother was wearing snowshoes the other day. I'm an idiot, which that's commendable. People usually don't, you know, own up right. to stuff on, on the internet, but you know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely for sure. And, and even if people misidentify something and then they get their story picked up and they realize, oh, wow, I'm an actual idiot, right? There are those people who actually do that on purpose. Of course, they want the attention. And then that even that makes the water even more muddy if they're doing it on purpose and they're going public about it and they only want attention for some weird reason. And we are getting a little off track here. And I, this just goes back to say, I really think the thing with Dogman is I really do think a lot of the stories are people misidentifying just a regular wolf, you know, and not realizing how big it is, freaking out, and then, I don't know, have you ever had a moment where you freak out and you just kind of misremember something? A hundred percent. You kind of know that you did, but your brain is making it to be like, I've had that happen in a car wreck before where I remember, you know, the the tires were coming into my window that that didn't happen I, and i had to like kind of sit there and think about it where i was like no that that didn't happen but when you're just seeing an animal in the woods you know there's not much point in self reflection there yeah i mean especially especially when you're in a moment of crisis you're panicking you're stressed your brain starts seeing things you know pretty easily yeah but so that's what i think a lot of it comes down to so but there are and this is, again, we're, we're, we're getting into the, the latter end of it here, the smaller portion um, before I start thinking anything is true, but the smaller portion of people just making crap up, um, there's people that just make shit up. They just make shit up. Yep. And that's when you get into the stuff of, is it real? Is it not real? If you are really enthralled by like a, like a story about Dogman or Bigfoot or a ghost or whatever, if it's really crazy and weird and you're like, wow, that's, nobody could have made that up, uh, probably they did. That's when I start kind of thinking it's made up is if it's really well thought out. Like if it was somebody writing a book. If it's planned, story, you know, if it's planned out in their story and you can tell it's planned out, then it's too good to be true. Well, that's what I'm saying is like if, like I said, if it would make a good book, you really need to start thinking and if you're able to question the person you should definitely ask questions see if they change their answers or anything but unfortunately when you're a paranormal researcher who's just looking at crap on the internet uh you can't really ask people questions but if you have the opportunity that's really the only way to figure out if they're genuine or not yeah and being a skeptic being skeptical is good being a skeptic is not good you know being having a skeptical mindset looking for the truth is a good thing in this field or in any field that requires you to find evidence, collect data, find the truth, right? You have to question everything. I'm I'm glad you brought this up because I think this is a good way to end the episode here. I am a believer in a lot of stuff. I've had my fair share of 
weird stuff happen, and I'll talk about that at some point. But I believe in stuff, but at the same time, I understand I can't get worked up over every single story about Bigfoot, Dogman, ghosts, aliens, zombies, uh, big titty ghost GS. I can't get excited about that. I can't. Brooks, you're on the other end of the spectrum, but still willing to, you know, open your mind up, right? Yeah, and that's important to mention. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a non-believer, but I look for the evidence because it's hard to argue with the evidence. Yeah, well, and I, I look for evidence too, but if, I don't know, if in the future we go somewhere and I see something spooky, that, if I really, in, yeah, obviously if I really see something, I believe it. You know, I'm like, okay, hey, uh, I just saw a, uh, uh, a fairy come down from that tree uh, and shake her ass at me and then fly away. I, I would truly, if I really thought I saw that, I would really think I saw that. Well, then it'd be hard for you to, you know, tell someone you saw that without them thinking you're crazy. And I'm fully aware of that. And I, I don't care. You know I don't care. And that's I crazy all the time. And that's the people, though, who we want to talk to because the people who don't share their story because they think they're crazy, they keep the story private. Those are the people who are more likely to be telling you the truth. And I'm not saying I'm like this. I'm not saying I'm like this. But I am more willing to believe the crazy dude wearing the trench coat and mismatched socks and like a a tinfoil hat sitting in a room full of cats and full fucking litter boxes. I'm more willing to believe that guy thinking he saw something than... The person who is really well put together and is just telling this incredible story about this, that, and the other, I I know that's a weird way to look at it. I know that's a weird way to look at it. But obviously the, the, the slightly crazy sounding dude, he probably, if he's really crazy, he probably didn't make up that story. He probably didn't make it up if it's really well thought out. Does that make... I feel like that sounds crazy. Either, crazy either he... <laughs> Either he's not lying, and he's the most or genuine, authentic has, person, or he's all like a schizo, and you just back to schizo. Horrific, <laughs> horrific, crippling schizophrenia. Well, that's another thing too. I mean, like, what is he able to keep himself together or whatever? I, we need to. We're at thirty minutes, dude, and I'm sounding like an insane person. I, I think that's great. I mean, that's I, uh, <laughs> it takes you. It takes you only thirty minutes to get completely unhaved. That's, hey, I love I've it. Only had, I love I it. I haven't even been drinking, guys. I haven't even been drinking tonight. I need you to understand. I'm not crazy. Okay, I'm a little crazy. Maybe the fine. more unhinged we get, the better it is. I think so. I think uh, one of these nights, what we need to do is just get me absolutely. <laughs> In, in absolutely drunk out of your mind ranting. yeah i don't even have to be drunk i just have to be in one of my moods you know and just be like they're turning the frogs gay you know i want to be in that level i want to be on my my aj game so you want to be normal basically you want to be at the at your normal level for discussing this okay look guys we're gonna call it quits here i'm just gonna let everybody know i was on my best behavior for this show brooks told me that i had to be on my best behavior i couldn't act like my normal self and it pained me to go through this. Uh, going forward, I'll be a little more. I, I I'll, I'll be a little more crazy. He I'll had the. Crazy. I had to make him put his helmet on. Basically, is what I'm saying. I had. He's my tarred wrangler. Yeah, I'm his. I'm his wrangler. But I hope you. Wow. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode. First episode. Hopefully, it wasn't. We're not getting monetized. Hopefully, it wasn't too. <laughs>
Good night, That's for everybody. sure. Thanks for watching, guys. Good night. Good night. Good morning. I don't care where you're at. We love you. We'll see you.